Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Now we are in day two into level three lockdown and I can finally see a glimpse of the future. Maybe our new normal It is close. We are getting there as a world we are recovering. I know it's not over yet and I know that COVID has been horrific for some people and it's been tough for most, especially those in business. But there's also always a silver lining if you look for it. And I have to say, having my family around, well, we're calmer, we're closer, maybe a little bored, (laughs) but it's brought so many gifts to the human side of life. And I have seen that gift and that silver lining present for a lot of people. I hope you too are managing to tune in and make the most and really see the silver lining, the good that's come out of the bad. Now, I've been recording this podcast for three over three years now, and over the course of that three-year period, I've had a lot of amazing, great books recommended by a lot of amazing, great guests who have been kind enough to join me on the podcast. And as creative entrepreneurs, we're constantly looking for ways to better ourselves and our business. Uh, I think we're independent by nature but we love looking to others for inspiration, advice. And for me, it's about why uh, reinvent the wheel, right? Wouldn't you agree? Now, because of that, I wanted to share with you the top five most recommended books from my podcast over these last few years. These are the books which have been recommended by business owners like you, industry experts, business coaches, life coaches, influencers, all of the people, all of the things, basically a whole bunch of successful people. So these books must be good, right? And uh, lucky me, poor old Brayley went and did the research over 200 podcast episodes to find out which are the ones that were most recommended. So I want to tell you a little bit about each book and what you may learn from it. Right. Are you ready? I'm dying to dive into this one. Let's get started. Now, the first book, first most recommended book was Profit First by Michael McCowitz. Now, as per the title, the book is all about putting profit first in your business. Now, that means paying yourself first. Now, I've actually not read this book cover to cover, but instinctively, I've learned this. And unfortunately, I learned it the hard way through a huge investment in being educated, mostly via my accountant. Although I have to also say, this was not his approach in thinking, right? So real life experience, uh, being dedicated to learning about how to make profit for the long run, um, much uh, mistakes were made, many mistakes were made. Um, And I could have just read this book actually, but I know the theory of this book Um, And I know it is counterintuitive or backward to what the typical accountant might teach and preach to us. 
Now, Mike wants you to ask yourself, what if rather than serving your business, your business served you? Now, I agree with this. You've probably heard me say this many a time, like why, uh, my why is to live a life of freedom and profit. This is, well, like, why would you, honestly, why would you not? Because you're not building a charity, right? So you need to build a business that serves you, build a business around you. Now, I know for some, that's a foreign concept. So I really want to encourage you to read this book. Now, I remember the day when I chose, I remember the very moment, you know, when something's really significant, you remember it. The moment that I chose to make profit king. Now, I, I, I still don't love that sentence, profit is king. I like, pro, I like profit first is much better. Um, but it was significant to me at the time, this deciding that in order to survive and thrive and to have a life worth living, profit needed to be first. What if you had the power to guarantee that profitability? Know your numbers and how to build your business from a financial foundation, which is exactly what I've taken through into the Seller Mastery Program. You know, once you know it, you cannot unknow it. And this book dives into the nitty gritty of profitability and making profit that allows you to pay yourself first. And I believe in pay yourself first, because if you don't pay yourself first, you're actually doing yourself a disservice your team, a future disservice, your business, uh, your stakeholders, your landlord, your clients, a disservice because you are not um, responsibly managing your business. And in this book, it's all laid out uh, a cash management system that Mike talks about that will ensure any business of any size in any industry, so that includes us, no matter how much debt it carries or for how many years it's been operating, will become permanently profitable. I love that. Like, what a promise. He also reveals why the traditional accounting formula of sales minus expenses equals profit is just not uh, intuitive. It's counterintuitive to human behavior. But, the, but it's a myth, right, that locks you into this never-ending cycle of selling more yet profiting less. It's a hard pill to swallow if you're doing it, but the faster you learn it, or unlearn it as the case may be, the faster that you'll live a life of freedom and profit and happiness. So in this book, you will discover the step-by-step profit-first system that shows you how to radically change the financial health of your business. Like, what if you could have profit guaranteed? It's a, it's a big promise, and I know that this book delivers. Right, profit is not an event. Profit is a habit. I believe this so strongly. You have to uh, live and breathe profit as a habit on a daily basis. And this book shows you exactly how to do it. So I'm going to leave the link to this book, but also to a podcast I did uh, a wee while back, Profit is a Choice. We need to choose profit. So I'm going to leave a link to both of those. If you want to learn more about profit, how to implement it, how to think, because I do believe not only is it not an event and that it's a habit, it's also a mindset. And we need to work on our mindset if we ever want to be truly profitable. Okay, so that's the number one book. Now the number two book is actually, uh, it's a life-changing book for me that I, I read really early in my business journey thankfully, thanks to my business coach who recommended it. And now I recommend it to all of the salons that I work with and to you right here, right now. And of course, other successful people have been uh, recommending it as well. And that is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Now in this book, uh, Michael talks about the topic, 
which is very familiar to me, of course, maybe you too, if you're a fan of this podcast and the blog, that the idea that so many small business owners work in their business rather than on their business and why this needs to change. And this has been a lifelong challenge for me because not a lifelong challenge, the challenge has been as a lifelong journey to help people overcome this because I learned it so early, it's been a fundamental guiding light, if you will. So this book says that people who are exceptionally good in business uh, are so because they're, they have an insatiable need to know more, to learn more, to be more. So basically, everybody who goes into business is actually three people in one. Uh, I think this is, this is 90% true. I think some people uh, end up in business who have one of these pieces missing. I don't think we're born with this gift of these three different personalities. And that's the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And if you are meant to be in business and successful, then you are likely to be this person, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And we all have this entrepreneurial piece in us. Uh, and, it, and these th three personalities are inside us. So let's look, look at how uh, these three personalities show up. In each of us and I love the the e-myth analogy of how each of these personalities operates so the book says that the entrepreneur lives in the future never in the past rarely in the present they're happiest when they're left free to construct images of what if and what uh, uh, what if and when like this is me in the middle of the night late at night early in the morning when I don't get up this is what I'm thinking about. I'm always in the future. And the minute we've, we've uh, closed a project, I'm already halfway thinking through the remainder of the projects for the rest of the year. And I have to be careful when I talk to my team, when I take them down the road. <laughs> and uh, I know when to catch myself now. But do you resonate? Are you always on to the next project before you've even finished one? If so, you're a true entrepreneur. And I congratulate you. It's a good skill, honestly. Uh, now, the next one is the manager. Now, the manager, so the Emeth says, is pragmatic. Without him, there would be no planning, no order, no predictability. And the Emeth book says that if the entrepreneur lives in the future, the manager lives in the past. Now, I'm going to touch on that in just a moment. Let's just quickly look at the technician. The technician is the doer. Now, the, the book says if the entrepreneur lives in the future, the manager lives in the past, and the technician lives in the present. He loves the feel of things and uh, the facts that th and the fact that things can get done. I adore this analogy, and it lines up with what I'd often talk about as the stylist, who clearly is the stylist or therapist, who's clearly the technician, dealing with the present, the client that walks in the door, um, dealing with uh, bookings day by day, their thinking daily and weekly only. Because that's their life. That's the life of a stylist or a therapist. They're in technician world. They're there to serve and do the work that's happening on a daily basis, right? Now, the manager, well, the manager's dealing with all the things. We know this, right? And of course, doesn't it make sense that the manager is dealing with the past? All the shit that goes wrong, the, deal, the manager has to mop it up and sort it out, right? The manager is dealing with uh, the repercussions or the consequence of all the things that the technician and, and the the stylist and the therapist are doing. The manager keeps it together, keeps the stuff together on a daily basis, right? Now the CEO, you hear me talking about the CEO, the CEO elevates the manager. The elevated manager becomes the CEO. Now having the space uh, of a CEO, when you become a CEO, especially in my world, in Salo Master, you create the space 
to allow the entrepreneur back into the light because it's the entrepreneur that often gets squashed by the technician and the manager with all the overwhelm and all of the things. And for those that are overwhelmed or are not performing well inside of their business, it means that your entrepreneur has been squashed, squashed to the back of the, you know, it's not seeing the light. You're not creating space for the entrepreneur to come back out, but we need the entrepreneur because the entrepreneur is the one that looks into the future and sees and predicts the future and makes the future come into the present. Anyway, you can see why uh, this has been so impactful for me and how we can take through the stages of uh, stylist or therapist to manager to CEO. You need to create the space for the entrepreneur to drive the CEO's role. But you can't have the entrepreneur without the manager or the CEO, right? Because the CEO is just the elevated manager. The entrepreneur needs to have life, but... It needs the manager and the CEO to have discipline and structure to uh, get shit done, basically, right? <laughs> you need all of those things, all of those personalities to make it happen. So I really encourage you, if you haven't read this book, it really is a simple game-changing book. It is a simple read. It's a simple story. Uh, about Sarah who is building a pie shop and if you can kind of switch out the pies for uh, haircuts or facials then you'll go a long way so I'm going to leave a link to that book in this episode also I'm going to leave you a link to a podcast I did recently called the three uh, three stages of every salon owner goes through where I talk about exactly this uh, being the stylist being the manager being the CEO because I already know that the entrepreneur you are the entrepreneur. This is the personality that I work with that listens to this podcast because I am, I am that person too, right? So we need to give light to the entrepreneur, but we also need to harness the entrepreneur um, with a little sprinkle of discipline. This is like, what is our, our gift in life is also our curse. So we need to, it's like a wild stallion. It's like a horse and we need to put some reins on it. We need, it, need to let it, maybe, maybe it's kind of like uh, um, a, a horse running on the beach with no saddle because we want to be free, but it's got to have some reins on it. Otherwise it's going to like go everywhere and we need to direct it. So it's finding this balance. Anyway, okay, so a must read. Love that book. As you can tell, very passionate about that one. Okay, here's another one. Here's the third one, which is the five second rule by Mel Robbins. This too has been really impactful for me, but it's such a small, high powered uh, rule that once you learn, you can use at any time. It's one of those life gifts that you need to have in your life tool belt. Uh, it'll take you a long way. So the book is all about this five second rule. And once you learn and implement this rule, basically, it will transform your life. Here's a quick rundown of why. The five second rule eliminates the most, uh, most of the psychological weapons your brain employs to keep you from taking action, right? We're into the psychology here. <laughs> the part that makes you put things off and procrastinate. We all procrastinate at some point, right? But by getting rid of this, you'll be able to live a happier, life achieve more and reach your goals now the five second rule here's the summary so i bet you've used uh counting as a psychological trick to get yourself to do something 
especially if you want your kids to do something, right? And they don't want to. I'm going to count to three. <laughs> um, I don't know if that works or it does work or it doesn't work. Anyway, we'll see. But you've probably counted to three yourself before jump, jumping off a diving board at the pool or tried slowly counting to 10 to calm yourself down when you're angry, right? We use counting a lot. And basically the five second rule is exactly this and it changes everything. Now I've used it to get myself from a desk working slob to a gym bunny. Because when I was in the salon, like you guys, you know, I'm working, I'm moving and working all the time, but now I sit at a desk, lo and behold. And after several years of that, I came a, a desk working slob and I needed to get up off my bum and to the gym, which I did. Now, getting up at 5.20 in the morning when you're not used to doing that for a six o'clock class, well, it's a huge feat to overcome. It's a huge mental challenge, actually, let alone the physical challenge. And at the time, it felt huge. Now, funnily enough, when I was uh, launching Salon Owners Collective, I used to get up at five and at six in the morning to get up and get stuff done so I could launch this business. I still had a day job. I had young kids still, all the things. And I still do this often when I need to do, but I could get up to do that because I had a really strong driver. Now, when I needed to overcome the pain of the physical exertion, I would lie in bed in the morning and think of how terrible it was going to be from my desk working slob body uh, to get some physical education going. It stopped me and it blocked me for years. Um, you know, I wasn't doing the exercise that I could, should, would, right? This is the rule that took me from slob to gym bunny the blob <laughs> and um, I would use it in the morning to count to five now that the psychology is that you need to count and take action before your brain has a moment to catch up with itself sounds like a crazy uh, philosophy doesn't it but it's so simple that it works and um, people write it off sometimes oh that wouldn't work for me but if you're true to the strategy um, you have you work on impulse to act on your goals and you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill the idea. So you just need to know how your brain works. So if you're sick of telling others and yourself that you feel fine when you're clearly not happy with where you are in your life, this is for you. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And in that time when you're counting, don't think, you just take action. So lesson one, the five second rule builds courage like compounding an interest. Lesson two, you um, can stop waiting for the right time because it will never come. There is no right time. You just have to take action. Lesson three, feelings are suggestions from your brain. Now, there's a different concept. Feelings are just suggestions from your brain, which is why you should use psychological intervention to override them. Like, actually, you don't have to listen to your brain. You can just say, oh, no, thanks, brain. I won't do that today. So anyway, you can tell I love this. It's made a huge impact in my life. I know it will too. So the five second rule by Mel Robbins. Now she's actually really cool to listen to in any case. Uh, she has a YouTube channel and you can find her in all over the places, but I do recommend the book as many successful guests on the podcast have also. Okay. Number four, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Now, I follow Simon Sinek. I haven't read this uh, book cover to cover, but I want to give you a quick sort of oversight uh, on his key insights from his point of view and why you might pick it up and read it. So he talks about asking yourself why. Why does your company exist? Uh, why should people care about you or your company, right? 
um, why does your company exist not just for the profits? Profits are the result of your company existing, but why is it existing? This is a big question for some people. And sometimes we need to dig really deep. Do you know, are we really tuned into ourselves deeply enough to ask this question and be able to answer it? Now to motivate action, you can do two things. You can manipulate or you can inspire. Now manipulation includes business practice wise, you know, uh, promotions, price, fear, uh, novelty, peer pressure, endorsements, you know, social, um, this kind of social uh, endorsements, et cetera, et cetera. This kind of could be called manipulation. Manipulation is best for transactions that will likely only happen once. Uh, not good for long-term loyalty building, right? Inspiring, uh, inspiring people, on the other hand, requires a real purpose, a why. Clients identify with brands that articulate a clear why, purpose for being. And clients cannot identify with the what you do without the why. And in, in any case, for you to stand out from the crowd, right? So uh, a clearly expressed why helps separate you from the rest. So helps separate you from the salon down the road, salon in the other suburb. Like really, people locally to you, why would they choose you over anybody else? Any clarity on that? Humans want to belong to communities and culture. And look, now is a time more than ever that we want this and we're, we're focusing on this as a, as a global community. So what can you do to attract? You don't have to attract everybody. You just need to attract people that align with you, your why, your authentic self and purpose for being. Okay, so let's think about some practical application uh, and how brand, brands can... Uh, use behavior to reinforce their why and its purpose, you know, more than just being authentic and uh, knowing your why and aligning all of your decisions and actions and communication with the why. Now, how aligned would a business be when your internal communications uh, and uh, with your team, clearly, your external communications with your clients and all your business decisions are all sanity checked against your why, your purpose for being before you take any action. Now this is, again, is a really clear marker of um, giving you really good decision-making tool, right? Because sometimes the hardest thing we need to do in, in business is making big decisions. But when we align it back to some clear purpose and clear why, it actually makes the decision-making easy because you've got clear guidelines, guiding principles, you know, we need them to be focused around meaningful uh, action statements, not just nouns, not just flat statements, meaningless flat statements. So my suggestion is that you ignore the competition and you focus on your own why. And uh, this, this is what will make you stand out from the crowd. And this is the, this is the message of Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And if you don't have a clear why, then this book is for you and it will help you dig into why you have your business, its purpose that it has in the world. So highly recommended. Uh, I know so many people have read this and it's been transformational inside of their business. So uh, that was number four most recommended book on the podcast. All right, last but not least, another one that uh, I haven't 
read and although the, the other two that I haven't read in this list I know of have worked through the similar philosophies usually through coaching and other other ways but this one is new to me I don't know Megan Larson and uh, startup and self-care by Megan Larson so if you're a founder of a startup which I have been in the past and I'm sure you have too or the owner of an established business which you are likely to be if you are listening to this podcast and you're wondering if there's an alternative to consistently feeling burnt out and overwhelmed, then this book is for you. And is that not all of us at some point in our business, right? I certainly know the uh, repercussions of overwhelm. So uh, uh, although I haven't read it, it really sounds like my type of story, right? The way that it's written and uh, the style and the story. So in 1999, Megan Larson founded uh, Sadashi skincare from her kitchen in Perth, Western Australia, just on my back door. And today it's a global, a global brand supplying more than 70 luxury spas in more than 25 countries. So startups and self-care shares Megan's journey, her personal journey from where she started to where she is now, along with everything that she's learned about growth, resilience throughout her journey. So by the end of it, you'll feel more supported on your business journey and equipped to build yourself a simple, I like that, an effective self-care mindset and routine. Super important. Um, and one that will boost resilience, clear your mind and give you the space that you need to make great decisions. See, she knows she's onto something. Every entrepreneur needs space to think and make great decisions and also to be a great leader and a boss and form quality relationships needed to make your business a success. So maybe you and I can put that both on our uh, reading list for sure. <laughs> okay, so those are the five most recommended books on the podcast. So I'm feeling rather inspired now to go and read a book right now, aren't you? Um, I've just picked up Tribes, actually. It was a gift given to me, and I have to admit it's been on my bedside table for quite a while and I decided I needed to pick it up and read it while I'm in lockdown because if I don't read a book in lockdown when else am I going to read one do you know like a real book with pages that you turn made out of paper do you know um, so if I don't do it in lockdown I know I'll never do it again because you may or may not know that I'm not a big book reader I used to actually in my 20s but life got busy and I got too busy for it quote unquote, busy for it. So I now tend to turn to audiobooks, podcasts, educational programs in terms of my uh, data input. Um, so don't judge me for that. Um, I do like to be able to quote unquote read through my ears because I can multitask. I can do it when I'm driving. I can do it when I'm walking. Um, a book for me seems hard sometimes. Two things happen. One, uh, it's usually when I've done everything else that I give myself permission to sit and relax. And then I fall asleep. Do you know, I get through one or two pages and I start nodding off. Um, or the other thing that happens is I get too many ideas and I go, oh my God, that's amazing. And I put the book down to write notes. And before you know it, I'm into this entrepreneurial brain dumping space and I haven't re-picked up the book. So when I'm walking or driving, I'm listening and I'm, I'm absorbing and I, you know, I can't go and be distracted and I certainly don't fall asleep. So don't judge me if you, uh, so you may listen to these books as well, you know, while you're doing your walking or you're driving. Um, but I do hope, regardless of how you consume the information, I hope this episode has helped you feel 
motivated to work on yourself and on your business because truly that job never ends in a good way, right? Anyway, I'm going to leave the links to where you can buy these books, audio books if they're available in the show notes, a couple of podcasts that I recommended if you haven't listened to, to listen to those as well. So be sure to check them out. Now, I'd love to hear, actually, if you've read any of these books already and how impactful they were, or maybe you're reading one of them at the moment. So if you are, jump on over to the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group and let me know. Either way, if you read it, if you're about to read it, you're going to, <laughs> going to buy it uh, after listening to this podcast and leave me, leave me a post. Let me know what you're reading. Tell me what you think. In fact, I'll actually, I'll post the picture of me reading my book over the weekend because it was the cutest thing. My dog came and put his head on my lap. Anyway, I'll post to encourage you to post yours. All right, enjoy reading and I will look forward to catching up with you. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.